central to us today. The first step in winning the future is encouraging American innovation. None of us can predict with certainty what the next big industry will be or where the new jobs will come from. Thirty years ago, we couldn't know that something called the Internet would lead to an economic revolution. What we can do, what America does better than anyone else, is spark the creativity and imagination of our people. We're the nation that put cars in driveways and computers in offices, the nation of Edison and the Wright brothers, of Google and Facebook. In America, innovation doesn't just change our lives, it is how we make our living. Our free enterprise system is what drives innovation. But because it's not always profitable for companies to invest in basic research, throughout our history, our government has provided cutting-edge scientists and inventors with the support that they need. That's what planted the seeds for the Internet. That's what helped make possible things like computer chips and GPS. Just think of all the good jobs, from manufacturing to retail, that have come from these breakthroughs. Half a century ago, when the Soviets beat us into space with the launch of a satellite called Sputnik, we had no idea how we would beat them to the moon. The science wasn't even there yet. NASA didn't exist. But after investing in better research and education, we didn't just surpass the Soviets. We unleashed a wave of innovation that created new industries and millions of new jobs. This is our generation's Sputnik moment. Two years ago, I said that we needed to reach a level of research and development we haven't seen since the height of the space race. And in a few weeks, I will be sending a budget to Congress that helps us meet that goal. We'll invest in biomedical research, information technology, and especially clean energy technology, an investment that will strengthen our security, protect our planet, and create countless new jobs for our people. As Obama suggests, the social impact of innovation has a long history to it, one that, it should be said, is hardly as America-centric as Obama implies. Think of the British steam engines that powered the first wave of the Industrial Revolution in the 18th century, or the inventions in algebra and double-entry accounting during the Islamic Golden Age more than a thousand years ago. The history of human progress worldwide is the history of new ideas put to wonderful new use. But the State of the Union Address also shed light on what makes our present attitude toward innovation different in two fundamental ways. The first is the distinct assumption that innovation can and should be cultivated that it wasn't just something that would magically emerge on its own from the folkloric, entrepreneurial American spirit. Innovation could be taught, encouraged, supported, or suppressed, thanks to decisions that we made as a society. It wasn't just enough to lower the capital gains tax and let the entrepreneurs and venture capitalists go wild. Innovation required more subtle interventions for it to truly flourish. The President's interest in nurturing innovation has its roots in a growing body of research that has accumulated over the past 20 years, some of it written by economists and legal scholars who would become part of Obama's inner circle. For most of the 20th century, innovation lived at the margins of most economics scholarship. 
Thousands of books were written on the efficiency of markets and the conditions under which governments might correct capitalism's turbulence or inequities. Elaborate mathematical models were built to explain the miracles of price signaling. But the seemingly equally important question of how societies came up with new products in the first place went largely unexamined. Intriguingly, some of the most astute analyses of innovation came from open critics of capitalism, starting with Marx's famous observation that market-driven economies created a culture of permanent change where all that is solid melts into air. Later, the Austrian socialist Joseph Schumpeter chronicled capitalism's relentless drive for creative destruction, popularizing a phrase that would eventually be embraced by titans of industry and business school seminars, losing its original negative connotations in the process.